Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, welcome to the Autocar Podcast, My Week in Cars, with uh, Pryor over here and Stephen Cropley over there. Hello, Steve. Hello, mate. How's it going? Back Very in the storeroom, thank back God. Back in the storeroom. <laughs> it's, it's, they've, they've, they've taken stuff out of the storeroom. Not so much as stored in here as it was, disappointingly. No, but it is, and it's, I think it may be a shade more echoey, therefore. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. Stuart Rose has written, Steve, uh, autocar at haymarket.com to say... I am under instruction to dispose of old copies of Autocar before they reach six years of age, and I reread them before uh, I put them out, and my eye chanced upon this comment from Steve Cropley in your May 2018, 9th of May, no, 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 it's okay, 9th of May 2018 issue. JLR has jumped from being a company that had its heritage mostly kept alive by enthusiasts and the media to a company truly in touch with and in charge of its past. I'm sure Steve was writing as he found the situation then, what about in the meantime, says Stuart? Oh, crikey, that's a that's a googly ease, Baldus. Um, well, I I'm sure they still care about their heritage, mm. but their their eye is not on it, is it? it it's not. Um, uh, they don't spend much time thinking about it at the moment. I think they yeah. they, they still care about their heritage in general terms. In you know the the sort of brand values, the broad brand values are adhered to, but. I, I think it's on the back burner all that for a time being. Yeah, yeah. Because the brands are now effectively Jaguar, which is only looking forwards, I think. Yeah. Where we see, well, when we do see something of it, which is still a while away. Yeah. And then uh, they've just kind of focused on not so much Land Rover heritage as just the model heritage isn't it yeah really? it's you know, defender model, discovery etc yeah range rover yeah 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 interesting stuff uh thanks for the note Stuart. very kind steve we are this is the 20th of december edition of this pod right. next week is richard hammond but let's chat for the next half hour or thereabouts um more on richard later but let's chat for the next half hour or thereabouts about our respective columns in the second double issue i want to ask you what you think 
of the Tesla Cybertruck. <laughs> well, it, I'm a bit annoyed to see quite a, the, as much um, sort of um, criticism criticism of the thing. I, I mean, it is an all, extraordinary car, and maybe if I were building it, I wouldn't start from here or end up <laughs> where they are either. But 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 uh, you know how we're always going on about the how styling but there are plenty of cars that are that are in that were launched 10 years ago that could probably be launched today mm -hmm. i think <clears throat> and when somebody comes along and really changes the the look of a vehicle willfully like that because he not only because he can but because he's got the market and the interest and all the rest of it i, I think it's to be to be praised i i think i sort of uh, makes me think of the bangle bmws in that when they came out, everybody whinged about them, but they were nevertheless influential in the end. And if you look at c quite a few current cars, you will see flame surfacing as introduced mm. by Chris Bangle about 15 years ago. So I I'll broadly welcome it. I, I don't know whether I want one, but I broadly welcome it. And I'll be very interested to see how it influences other cars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Going to be... Quite. I read somewhere the other day something that said actually with the big battery and so on and so forth it might be I don't know if anybody's put it on some scales yet but it might be pushing the limits of three plus yeah you know, oh, something like that. yeah but yeah. but there's some there's some towing pictures aren't there hmm. what anyway doesn't matter what I think what do you think uh broadly as you do mate I it's it's interesting I don't think I I don't know if I like it very much I don't think it's a serious pick up in terms of you know it's not going to it's not going to change the US truck market i don't think is it i'm no. not sure it's going to challenge the f150 at the top of the no. sales no. charts or anything and you know when you look in the back at how much space there is not but you know it's it's done what he wanted it to do for them that's, yeah. you know people are you know getting very excited about it and that's you know that's all right if people are excited about cars mate they're not getting excited about fridges or boats or anything else so anything that furthers the cause of the car i don't mind I'm all, I'm no, all right. I'm, i think it's all right you know. good oh excellent it'd be um, good to have a go in one. it would be good to have a go in one yeah yeah I, I will be intrigued when we do get that oppo yeah to see what it's to see how good it is or isn't i suspect maybe isn't but i think it would be yeah i'd like to have a go yeah I think. um as a bloke that hurdles the Atlantic constantly, you you probably the one of us that might get oh, a go. Maybe, people. yeah, maybe. I'll try and set it. We should, we should we we should try and set it up. Yeah, we'll find if out. we haven't already. <coughs> somebody, find a reliable yank. Somebody maybe have all. Some, we have we may have a staffer that we don't know who is already on the case. Yeah, maybe that we haven't spoken to. No, about to have a meeting. Buried. We might inquire. Well, we might find out later today. Yeah, but we're yeah. buried in this cupboard and we haven't asked them yet. Um, on the subject of furthering the cause of the car. In Autocar Japan, disappointing to read the most popular story for some time were your woes with your Alpine A110. Yeah. Spreading I, the word of fuel pump problems to the Japanese A110 owners. Yeah, there's this extremely nice lady called Keoru who who, uh, who translates my, my column and she mm. keeps a really uh, close eye on what people read. And uh, she reports that this is this was a the most read story and and it's a little bit depressing because you know how good they are at, at automotive reliability in japan and mm. I, I don't really like to think that i'm um undermining its reputation because my car now is blameless perfect and back to normal mm. 
and and uh, you know if I could drive it today, other because of logistic problems, I'm not in it, but I would. Mm. It's a good car. They like lightweight sports cars in Japan, don't they? they do you do. know how the, how the uh, the A110 does? Uh, I'm afraid, no idea. Well, um, presumably, but, they presumably they quite like it. You would think. Well, they sell that. It's a big export market for traditional lotuses, hmm. um, and you know, particularly classic lotuses. Anything that weighs, you know, sort of seven hundred weight goes to Japan um, all the time. There are people hmm. with big lotus, lightweight lotus connections. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, good all year round sports car. A1 yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I, yeah, I've got no, I've never had any traction trouble, and I, um, it's made of aluminium, so I don't feel that it's kind of the, you can't hear the kind of munching noise from underneath as it rots. Yeah, and uh, I've got no issues with it. And in, and in the end, it's a Renault. The Renault bits are subject to, 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 you know, he said ironically, pretty good durability testing. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, did you try the A110R? No, we had that in. No, I wish I had. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, be interested to know what you think of that. Yeah, I need because you've got you. You are not. You haven't had any mods or anything to your. No, nothing. And it's not no. the quicker one, is it? It's not the S. Or no, no, it? it's a two fifty. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pure. So mm. a basic car, twenty twenty one Reg, um, with all the gizmos. So. Loud exhaust, better brakes, decent, mm. decent-ish infotainment, but um, but no extra stuff. People keep on telling me to take it to David Pook, who oh, does yeah. them up. Yeah, and he seems like a top bloke. You know, I looked on his website multiple times, but I'm just a bit scared about my nice supple ride. Yeah, it doesn't. I've tried. I've tried his tweaks. And they put it somewhere between because the S is that bit. It's a little bit lower, isn't it? And it's a bit firmer. Yeah. You've driven an S, haven't you? Yeah. You've tried an S. Yeah. It has sort of the control of the S, but retains most of the ride of the standard one. Mm, I, think. I, I should so have I, a proper chat. Yeah, you should have a yeah, and have a go because he's got. He's, he's you know he's got one you can have a, a go in. I'm sure. Yeah. And then. Be interesting to like know how the business is for him because. They're they're not exactly profu- you know they're not everywhere are they and yeah. and uh, be quite interesting to talk to him about numbers and yeah. you know what he thinks the future is for those yeah he does some other bits as well I think you can get um, uh, metal maybe aluminium uh, shift paddle shifters yeah I gather like they're that, very good which I think I was thinking nice. about those I must say yeah that'd be pretty nice that wouldn't it yeah it would yeah um, the British Motor Museum has hit thirty years old. Yeah. And uh, tell me about Peter Mitchell. Well, Peter Mitchell is a bloke who started in his teens, I think, late teens, as a museum uh, assistant in the Science Museum, good long time ago, more than 60 years ago. And he just loved the history of cars and became obsessed with it. And he, and he, and he has kind of gone through his career convincing car companies, BL in particular, to amass collections and then put them in sensible places and the and the sensible place they've wound up at is the Roundhouse Museum just off the M40 in Gaydon right next to Aston Martin and JLR mm. big museum since been joined by a a huge collection centre and another one coming 
Uh, so it's a it's a big deal. <clears throat> we've lately, I am a trustee. That we've just taken over the um, Vauxhall collection, so you know, which is sixty or seventy cars. Mm. We now have a deal with Ford to have a dozen rotating cars from their collection. So the idea is for it to be very British. We have, you know, the McLarens, Astons, Rolls Royces, all kinds of things now. The idea is to get right away from any notion that it's just BL cars because it it isn't. Yeah. Was there a? Do you think there was a preconception, a misconception that that was the case? Yeah, that because was, they, they, yeah. that's where I mean BL were. BL British Leyland from the yes, sorry, you know, yes, yes. most Rover group all that. The, yeah, yeah. They were perennially going broke, weren't they? And yeah. and you know, some bean counter would come around, look at all these old cars and think we must shift we, we must get rid of these. And what Peter Mitchell's idea was that he would establish something that was a happy home for such collections out of the gaze of the bean counters. Mm. And it's worked successfully that way. Yeah. I haven't I've been a few times in the past year to see you up there particularly, yeah. but I hadn't been a regular visitor before, and I was surprised about the breadth of stuff that is in there. Yeah, oh, it's good now. Yeah, yeah the, the, and there are some amazing things like, um, you know, the jet-powered rovers, gas turbine-powered rovers that were built just after the war because mm. the the guys at Rover who went on to produce good stuff like the Range Rover, obviously, and the Rover 2000, they just thought that, gas turbines might come you know they we just built the Gloucester Meteor down the road of you know a matter of a few years ago and they just presumed that perhaps they were going to be gas turbine cars and there's a collection of them for instance Mm. all kinds of really interesting stuff and they get a run out too don't they they do yeah yeah. but the, the big mantra of this museum is that is that um the things on display were radical modern you know pushing the boundaries at the time and the, so the you know the the guys that run it Stephen Lang and Jeff Coop are particularly interested in them in moderns and the future mm. so uh, it's a good place to go yeah. I would say that wouldn't I well you would but you're right uh, having <laughs> having not been there a lot and then having turned up a few times I'm ne- I'm more intrigued to them yeah because I've seen it a- having which having <clears throat> they've just launched a, an adopter car for a 50 quid a year oh yeah competition mm-hmm I have adopted the 1902 Albion dog cart, a 15 horsepower, no, sorry, eight horsepower, 15 mile an hour veteran. Yeah. In which I here and now propose that you and I drive in the Brighton run next November. Done. I'm there. I've, I would love. To, I've not done the London to Brighton run, and I would love to do it. And yeah. I would love to do it in that. that the one problem is the steering mm. committee can tell you about this. The the, um, the Albion dog cart, unless it's had a tune up, maybe <laughs> is a bit. Um, arthritic on hills so you if you're the passenger you may well have to get out and walk for it to get up well the that's hills. right mate that's okay i've seen uh yeah i've seen last time i was i haven't done the london to brighton but i did look i did go and spectate near the end and i did see some people pushing some stuff up some yeah. steep hills on the way in that's i okay, think mate. it keeps right. going but it okay. but it's very slow yeah well i don't mind a bit of that no that's okay well, nothing nicer than a november walk why not indeed uh right steve and i are going to take a short break and then we will be back with more my weekend cars but meantime i just want to tell you if you go to the magazine shop.com uh, you can take out an autocar subscription but what i have found out this morning from one of our 
uh, subs and marketing people. He says, actually, what, you, what will happen if you're buying it as a gift is that you will get emailed a certificate or sort of a receipt or, you know, like a, yeah. I don't know what you'd call it. Well, anyway, you, like a gift card, effectively. You can print out stuff in an envelope, give to somebody for Christmas, and you can do that right up until 23.59 on Christmas Eve. <sighs> if you get stuck of what to get, then you can just go to the magazineshop.com, yeah. get a subscription, print it out, pop it in a card, job done. Good answer. Simple as. Yeah. Uh, Steve and I will be back in just a moment. What car would you buy if you could buy any car? What car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands? What car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers? What car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks? And where would you go to buy that car? What car? Car buying made easy. Visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car. Hello, welcome back to My Week in Cars. You can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com. Jonathan Saul has done that, who says, while reading a recent issue, one photograph left me seriously impressed with a clever design featuring switches clearly marked and positioned sensibly either side of the instrument panel. I could imagine the driver being able to reach and touch them without taking their eyes off the road. Wonderful. It wasn't the new Ferrari, Aston Martin, or even the new Hyundai, but rather a 1980s Ford Fiesta XR2. (laughs) Back to the future. Make mine either an Alfa Romeo GTV6 or Renault Fuego, please, says Jonathan Saul. Well, I have just been spending quite a lot of time in a Genesis G70 shooting break. Right. And uh, I could adjust the mirrors. I've tried I've tried this. I've yeah. blindfolded them. I've, maybe I've told you this. I've bought no, 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 about no, this no. before. So simulating dro- looking at the road and not looking away from the road. Yeah. Pulled a hat over my eyes. I could move the mirrors, uh, toggle the steering assist, the rain sensing wiper sensitivity, the fog light, the lights, the temperature gauge, uh, the interior temperature. The, the full demist, uh, heated steering wheel, heated seats. And I can do all of those without looking at any of them. That's good. That's good, isn't it? It is very good. I think good. that is a... That's a it, first. Yeah, and it does raise a... I think it's probably, for a modern car, I reckon that's probably benchmark ergonomics for me. That's yeah. as good as it as anything gets, Yeah, I reckon. And in an era where I think too much has moved to touchscreens yeah. or buttons that don't give you any feedback and don't give you any feel I think it's oh and you can change the instrument cluster brightness as well just yeah. all by feel all of it by feel and I think that's important oh, me too I tell you what mate did you, did you I don't know if you saw it I wrote this this uh, rather preachy piece of nonsense for, for subscribers a couple of weeks ago I did see that yes. and um, I didn't think it was rather preachy or well not, it, was, nonsense, it was a bit but, you know. it was a bit it was a bit sort of uh, holier than now I thought anyway but the point is the people who replied to it all mm. almost to a person referred to your Volvo um, criticism you know you, you were criticising the, the oh, Volvo the X30 yeah. for its for its far, being far too screen based mm. and they all said one he's right and two this is the sort of criticism we as independent hacks are supposed to be making so i i don't know if you saw that but it was a it was a really resounding pat on the back well that's nice nice to have i've had a few yes i've had a few congratulatory emails and a few couple of saying 
are you old giffer what you're on about yeah nothing wrong with touch screens did volvo but come around and firebomb your house or no mate they've uh, they've been um they were all right about it the oh. thing is i don't want to talk shop too much but a lot of the reviews criticized that system yeah in fact almost all of them yeah criticized the system but then came away with star ratings of four plus yeah and you just think well these things aren't compatible for me i can't and it does i suspect the car will get some changes to its layout before it arrives in the uk i think there's going to be some over updates and i suspect when we get the car here proper and the road testers test it they might go you know what actually you've been a bit too mean compared to because there are other cars that have like that bad systems but it felt to me like a man doing his job. Just, well, at was. some point you go, I've, I've, I've had enough. Actually, yeah. I can't take this anymore. Yeah. It's just that's it's how it not came over. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, thanks for your uh, note, Jonathan. That is uh, very kind, Steve. You've spent some time in an electric Vauxhall Astra. Yeah, is I really it the liked best it. Best Vauxhall Astra of the moment. Well, I think it's. I think it's. Um, don't know, but I'd, I'd have to. You know how how our job goes. You you have to get three in a line and step from one into the next. I've had a 1.2 triple ice car, you know, no resistance at all. A um, uh, a PHEV 1.6, very nice plug in, plug in, and um, and the EV. But I think they were all very Astra-like. They're completely different in weight, but somehow they steered and handled the same, oh, very similarly. Yeah, and and they were good on the on the well, they rode the way I like cars to ride in britain namely with good body control but a degree of suppleness and mm. by the way the ev um the fact that there's this <clears throat> great big battery bolted underneath in its own rigid uh, housing increases the, the body stiffness of the car by 30 percent, and i think that that is reflected in the quietness of the car over bumps so i enjoyed it i thought it was a really good car I still think 250 miles is only just enough for 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 an EV of the kind of, to do the job I need to do living where I do. But I could very happily live with one of them and I was I was impressed by it. Yeah. And good luck to them. 250 is because it's what we would have once called a small family hatch I suppose, isn't it? Astra? Yeah. Maybe we still do. I don't know. Small yeah. family. Uh 250 is about Right, I suppose there'd be a lot of company car users, won't they, for those? Yeah, I, I think it. I think it does. Enough. Yeah, it, it it just comes to notice more. If it's three hundred and fifty, you wouldn't think about it as much. That's yeah. all. Yeah, but then three hundred and fifty would add, God knows how many hundred kilograms to the. Well, yeah. What's the? Because you get about three hundred and fifty or thereabouts out of something like a BMW i seven, don't you? Which is a bigger frontal area, which doesn't help, but yeah. is because that's got a hundred kilowatt hour battery yeah. or thereabouts I think I said last week we were talking about trucks and instead of kilowatt hours I think I said just kilowatts which I know is wrong and then I listened to it back and I was like well, why did I say what <laughs> anyway um, yes I drove that i7 BMW i7 to Wales and then did a job when we got there and didn't think about charging it until that night and that was bob on yeah. you'd think actually if you're going to a rural meeting somewhere you got to go there and come back. That that tips the balance. It is the out and back thing. to me. Yeah. You, you know, the um, people say two hundred and fifty miles, but that's really one hundred and twenty-five miles because yeah. I can never be bothered no. searching when I get to my destination. Yeah. And that assumes you have 
a fully charged it overnight indeed uh, the night before and also you are happy to go right down into the last couple of percent on your way back mm. which still Not feels all a little, little bit hairy to me <laughs> sometimes from time yeah. to time but i um 30 stiffer that's a lot isn't it it is a lot stiffness. yeah yeah i, I think 30% stiffer than something very stiff already so it's mm. sort of it's it's not it doesn't go from floppy to stiff it just goes from stiff to stiffer to stiffer again but yeah. i think it is detectable that the um that the rigidity of the car and the insulation underneath you know amounts to a very quiet ride i like the car i really did mm. be interesting to see what you think i'm i'm so damn suggestible in this job you know you <laughs> Um, I need a bit of rationality from time to time. Come no, on. I think I tried one and I like I enjoyed it. I think I think yes, we were meant to go and drive one in Germany and it didn't happen because the oh that's flight, right. I think a flight got cancelled. They yeah. brought one to the UK. That's it. So uh, yeah, I think I've had a go in a left-hand drive car, which is not always perfect Doesn't for really assessing cross. ride quality because you end up in the worst bit of the road, don't you? Yep. Whereas. And our roads are pretty heavily crowned and have some pretty poor surfaces on the left. Does make a small but you know notable difference. Mm, definitely, I think. Should we talk? Let's not talk too much about my column, but because so my column at the end of the year, the twentieth and twenty seventh of December issue, I just go through my notebook. And I, I think, love yours. What do I need to tick off this year? <laughs> that's a, that's a great not, thing to do. Why what am I? What, what have I, I not that? written about in my <laughs> in my notes that I should have written a column about this year? But either it's not worth 600 words or I just haven't but I could do 50 on it yeah so I was in a um, lane closure situation the other day two lanes going into one and it was there's they put up a sign saying use both lanes when queuing yeah and they put up one sign way back yeah and then they put a couple of signs further down saying merge in turn yeah but I don't think I don't think it's still clear and dictatorial enough i think they should i think the science should just say use both lanes use both lanes use both lanes just yeah. keep saying it and then merge now yeah and then right at the right at the end it's still a little bit vague because people go well is it a queue is it not a queue yeah and if i take the left hand lane now will i prevent it being a queue yeah and i and then so somebody else then sit in the right hand lane and go well you're not coming nobody else is coming past because yes. we're because i'm not having you push into the I front. was here before you I was here before stuff. you and yeah. I just think there should be some kind of yeah you know firm, a firmer way uh, of saying oh, I couldn't don't agree you dare, more don't you dare merge yet don't even think about merging yet and certainly don't sit in the outside lane just go all the way to the end then merge yeah and just the thing is otherwise both things are horrible aren't they if you don't if you don't go to the front you think what an idiot am I contributing <laughs> to a sort of two mile tailback yeah if you do go to the front you think this is this is wrong. I shouldn't yeah, be doing I this. I shouldn't be doing this. And it's that sort of. I think it's that kind of interim bit where the traffic is just building. Because in the middle of the night, everybody would just get into the left-hand lane early, and that's the end of it. Fine, everybody yeah. cruises through, and it's an absolute tailback. Then, of course, people use both. But there's that weird middle point where you don't, like oh, you say, you don't want to do either. You feel no. a mug in either situation, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So no, we need guidance. We need to be. We need to be our guilt to be taken away. That's yeah, right. exactly. We just need to be told. Yeah, we need to be told. Uh, what else did I write about? I wrote about um, oh, a friend of mine who said he loves straight six cylinder engines. Yeah, an well, engineer. Because I suppose 
at some point in time, this will just become like a steam engine enthusiast's thing to get excited about. But they have their primary and secondary balances in perfect harmony in yeah, straight six. Secondary is double double crank speed, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are others as well as you work it out. You know, yeah. there are tertiary and so on and so forth. You know, there is a there can be imbalances at... Uh, as you go up through the hertz, as you yeah. as you double and triple, but they are much smaller imbalances, and the big imbalances of the reciprocating masses, which is the pistons going up and down. Um, in a six-cylinder engine, the, the pistons go up and down, and they balance each other out. But they also may do that in a four-cylinder engine in terms of primary balances. But then the secondary balances can be out, go wrong, and I that's see. why a lot of four-cylinders have counter-rotating balance shafts yeah. to offset. And they they have sort of funny natural vibrations, don't they? Yeah. Two and a half and four, I'm told. Oh, really? I seem to remember. On a four-cylinder. <clears throat> I remember you know, cruising to driving a 950cc Fiesta, Ford Fiesta from here to to Geneva because because it was the, an anniversary. Yeah. And the way I chose the cruising speed was to drive to the 4,000 RPM a vibration point mm-hmm. give it another 200 to to move beyond the vibration point and then stick with that and that oh, and that turned out to be 68 miles an hour <laughs> yeah and i used to be able to work that out what it was how you how how they came about i used to i remember being able to do that and i can't but maybe i should remind myself maybe yeah. that's the thing for 24 is to remind myself of some stuff yeah just when you don't need it mate. just when yeah yes now that it's completely <laughs> everything's a triple and or else it's electric <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah now there are no straight sixes um and that's about it really mate that was that kind of wrapped up my column for this year and i think that's I great to have that, that kind of wrap up that's really yeah, just well it feels quite nice to just tick a few things yeah some things are still in there which i have to revisit and i think oh actually that's worth more than but it's an it requires a bit of research to get on top of that it's a funny process this business of writing column every week isn't it you just i do it by just having this these headings in my telephone in the mm. list section of my phone yeah. and it will say something just three words and i half the time i've forgotten what the oh, hell i meant to say problem. But yeah just because i'll do it i'll pull over to the side of the road and quickly make a note or wake up at two in the morning and go oh i must write that down and then Really pleases the other half that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I forget all about it. Or, yeah, I looked back at one the other day, which you know, I'd written down uh, during a night out with some friends, and I'd, I'd had a couple. And I thought, that's a great idea. And I read it back, and I thought, no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that brings us pretty much to the end of this week's pod. What is happening next week, Stephen? Well, I think Mr. R. Hammond is uh, going to be the featured artist on uh, mm. on the the pod for the twenty seventh, isn't he? He is, um, and it's a pretty good interview, I think. The, I think so. Our the the forces of um, of of technology upstairs seem to think it's gone well, and there's quite a lot of supporting video and socials, isn't there? So, yeah, yeah. So it it should be a, it should be a good and I really enjoyed it. I must say, he he, he is a very nice, welcoming bloke, and he's got yeah. a lot to say. So he has, yeah, yeah, really interesting stuff. So that is out on the twenty seventh, and Steve and I are back at just the two of us on the third of January. Yeah. So um, yes, tune in next week, and uh, oh, Merry Christmas, I guess. Indeed, yeah. yeah, Merry Christmas, and thanks for the support. Yeah, we, thanks for the support. We've been yeah. we've been pretty surprised by. Um, the support we've had for this, haven't we? The, you know, a couple of dopey voices in the storeroom. 
<laughs> with a cat between us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, 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 I loved it, mate. It's really enjoyable. Oh, so, me, yes, too, me too, me too. Merry Christmas yourself. Well, Merry Christmas to you, Stephen. And uh, yeah, see you next week. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.